guys, welcome back to the Retort Podcast. I am Abria, your host. And I am Jordan. Also the host. <laughs> Co-host. Uh, we are joined today with the famous Naomi Norris. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> she is uh, pretty well accomplished around MSUB, and we figured she would have some good insights for today's episode, which is on stress and time management. But before we get into that, we need some banter. So Jordan... Please tell us about your week. It's a long week, long, busy week. Really? Longer than last week? I felt longer this week, honestly. I can agree with you there. I got my surgery. Nice. I am cystless. <laughs> it was actually, it was pretty easy. I didn't pass out once. Um, my mommy and my daddy were there, so I <laughs> had all the support I needed. Sweet. Did you peek out your stitches? Yes. <laughs> I'm not supposed to take the wrap up till Sunday because it uh, it's supposed to stay like sterile until then, so that it decreases my risk of infection. But I took the whole thing off, um, <laughs> and it's pretty gnarly looking. You want to see, Jordan? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, too gross. <laughs> That'd be a nice scar. <laughs> um, how is your week, gnomes? It's been going really well. Um. Can't wait for spring break to take a week off. It's way different than last semester when we had no breaks. Mm -hmm. Feels way better. I forgot about that, yeah. And this episode's going to come out on Monday, which is the first day of spring break. So by then, hopefully, all my assignments will be turned in, and I will be on a beach somewhere drinking a margarita. Sweet. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but. Must be nice. <laughs> we can hope. So I'm Naomi Norris. I'm very excited to be a guest on this podcast this week. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm an education major in my junior year here at MSUB. I'm from Bismarck, North Dakota, and I just moved here for college in 2019. Throughout my time at MSUB, I have um, taken the role as a senator on ASMSUB, the student resolution officer, and then the vice president for one semester. And now I am currently a peer navigator at the Academic Support Center um, while I do my teaching at an elementary school here in Billings. What would you say is like the hardest part about everything you do? I would say my class load because I am taking 19 credits this semester, which is not recommended for students, but I think every student at MSUB will have a semester that is particularly heavier than the others. So you just got to work through it. Yeah, for me, that semester was the first semester of our sophomore year, right when, like, COVID was at its peak, yeah. and we were all, like, classes were getting canceled. We had no idea what was going on. That was my worst semester. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure it's probably just semester, I'm assuming, if this I had semester? to think about it. Yeah, I think I think just based on thinking about it, because I because it was my freshman year, I had, I had like a semester that was probably like maybe 17 credits, but the classes weren't that bad since they're death made electives and and a bunch of other, they're they're like really towards my major, but they're just more, more kind of like a basic basically freshman class like the College of English, then then had like a class called Marriage and Family, which is very fun, and then a bunch of other electives honestly, which which kind of made it run up to like 17 credits. All right, before we get into some stress and time management, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Stories with Jordan. All right, all right, so, all right, so for this week, so have you, have you ever heard of the 
of the Dosuke Spirit commercial. How like yes. How it talks about like the world, the world greatest man. I Yep. <laughs> but when I do, oh, it's I, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, it's Dosakis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and usually like the narrator, the narrator tells some like ridiculous statements about the world, most interesting man of the world. And uh, some of the some of these statements things happen. Police often question him because they find him interesting, or his beer beer alone alone experience more than lesser lesser man's entire body. Or and then there's there's another one. He can speak French and Russian. And then usually like like towards like the newer newer commercials, they always had like some kind of tagline in the bottom. Like for one ta- one of the tagline taglines is it pick up lines and his response was there there's a time and place for them. The time is never you can figure out the out the place a hero. So just like all the dumb uh taglines from the Dosekis commercials? Yep, basically. I'm excited to see where this is going. And and usually and one of my favorites the one that the one I basically looked through throughout Google was he once had an awkward moment just to see how it feels. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and usually at the end, end of the commercial, the man says, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer dosokes. Stay thirsty, my friends. And with this commercial alone, I, after digging through research, research after research, trying to figure out who would be the most interesting man in the world, as we have astronauts, athletes, ce- celebrities, and so on and so forth, but after all the research, I found just a man, Peter Frenchen, the real most interesting man in the world. There are two types of pain you will go through, the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Discipline weighs ounces, while regret weighs tons. Whether, whether exploring the Arctic, fighting the Nazis, or winning the jackpot on a game show, the $64,000 question, the life, adventure, explorer, Arthur, Anthropologist Peter Frenchen can hardly be contained in a short as he is the most interesting man in the world. Frenchen, the one the boy was born in Denmark in 1886. His father was a businessman and wanted nothing more than a stable life for his son. So after his father beheaded, Frenchman enrolled at the University of Copenhagen and began to study Wait, medicine. Did you just say after his father was beheaded? Uh, beheaded. Beheaded. Okay, I was like, <laughs> well, we're not just going to go over that. We're <laughs> I'm not going to let that one fly over my head. No, nah, no, nah, he thought it was beheaded, he was beheaded. That's what I meant. So, f- so Frenchen enrolled at University of Copenhagen and began to study medicine. However, Frenchen realized uh, that life indoors was not for him before long, where his father craved order and, dis- and stability. Frenchman tra- craved, craved exploration and danger. He dropped out of University Copenhagen and began life of exploration. In 1906, he made his first expedition to Greenland. He and his friend Kunak Rasmussen sailed from Denmark as far north as possible before leaving the ship and continuing by docksled for over 600 miles. They met and traded with the Inuit people on their travels while learning the language and accompanying them on hunting expeditions. The Inuit people hunted walruses, whales, seals, and even polar bears, and yet Frenchen found himself right at home. After all, 
he's six foot seven. Satcher made him look uniquely qualified to handle taking down a polar bear. And before long, he made himself a coat out of a polar bear. He killed himself. Not the polar bear. Yeah, he just basically killed the polar bear and made a coat out of it. <laughs> Poor polar bear. In 1910, P- Peter Frenchen and Russ- Russell Musson established a training post in Cape York, Greenland, anointing it through. The name came from the term Ultima Dulu, which, which to a medieval cartographer meant a place, made place beyond the borders of the, of the known world. The post would serve as a base for seven expeditions, known as Thoto expeditions. The world w- this that would take place between 1912 and and 1933. Between 1910 and 1924, Fruitian lecture vis- visitors to Dulu on Inuit culture and travel around Greenland es- exploring the previous un- unexplored Arctic and one of his first, edip- first expeditions part of the Dulu expeditions was to, was to test a theory that that claimed that China divided Greenland and Puyuland. land. The expedition involved a 620 mile trek across the icy Greenland waste- wasteland accumulating in French famous ice cave escapes. During the trip in Frenchian autobiography, Vagrant Viking, he was first successful explorer Greenland and his crew got caught in a blizzard. Frenchian attempted to take cover under a dog slip but ultimately found himself wholly buried in snow and then quickly became ice. Yet he was underprepared for the trip, so he, crea- he, so he had to create a dagger out of his own feces and dig himself out of the cave. I mean, that's definitely interesting. <laughs> His improvisation continued when he returned to camp and found that, that his toes had become gangrenously and his leg had been taken over by frostbite. Doing what, what any hardened explorer, explorer would do, he amputated the, the dangerous toes himself sans, sans, sans anesthesia and had, had his leg replaced with the peg. In the late 1920s, he joined the Social Democratics movement and became a regular contributor to the po- Politkin, a political newspaper. He uh, he also became the editor uh, editor in chief of Udom of Hijemi, a magazine owned by his second wife's family. Plus, he was involved in the film industry, uh, contributing to the Oscar-winning film for the best film editing, Eskimo, based on his book. Just for the record, if I was an adventurer, I would not cut off my own leg. I would simply pass away. <laughs> Um, also, this guy's an editor-in-chief. I like him even more the more you talk. And dur- during World War II, Peter Frenchin found himself in the center of the political drama. Frenchin never tolerated discrimination of any kind, and any time he heard someone express anti-Semitic views, he would approach them in, and in his all-six-foot-seven glory claimed to be Jewish. He was also actively involved in a Danish resistance and fought Nazi occupation in Denmark. In fact, he was so boldly anti-Nazi that Hitler himself saw him as a threat and ordered him arrest and sentenced to death. Frenchin was detained in France but ultimately escaped the Nazis and fled to Sweden. And yet, Peter Frenchin managed to settle down three times. He met his first wife living in Greenland with the Inuit people. And in 1911, Frenchin married an Inuit woman named Mekwapaluk and and had two children uh, with her son Mekwisa. And Al- Mikrisa Avatak and a daughter named, named Pip, Pip Luke Jet Hagar. After Miss Mikwipaluk 
succumbed to the Spanish flu in 1921. Frenchin married a Danish woman named Mag Magdalena Land Vorkdesen in 1924. Her father became the director of Denmark's National Bank. Her family owned the Uden of Hidjemi magazine, where that Frenchin would ultimately run. Frenchin and Lorderson's marriage would last 20 years before their pair split. In 1945, the fleeing, after fleeing the Third Reich, Frenchin met Danish, Danish Jewish fashion illustrator Dagmar Cohen, the pair moved to New York City to escape the Nazi per persecution where Cohen worked for Vogue. After he moved to New York, Peter Frenchen joined New York's New York Explorers Club where a painting of himself still hangs on the wall. Amidst the taxidermic heads of exotic wildlife, he lived out the rest of his days in, relative in the relative park quiet to him, and he eventually passed away at the age of 71 in 1950s. 1957. Three days after completing his final book, Book of the Seven Seas, his ashes were scattered over Duluth, Greenland, where his life as an adventurer began. So this guy cut off his own toes, cut off his own leg, had a pe peg leg. Hitler was scared of him, married three different women, all of which passed away before him, which I find very fishy. I'm just going to say that right now. What were their causes of death again, Jordan? Uh, the first one was, first one was was because of the Spanish flu. And then the second one, second one they split up. Oh, okay. I thought all three of them died. I was like, no. it's a little bit fishy. Well, thank you, Jordan, for that enlightening story. You never cease to amaze. All right, since it is the middle of the semester and we're all heading into spring break and we're all feeling. A little bit like we don't want to do our homework, or at least I am. Are you guys? Yeah. It's just my projects. That's about it. <laughs> you don't want to do your projects, though? I mean, I didn't want to. It's just a matter of, of doing it. I had to do a proposal. Proposal on one of them, which I had to do a proposal. Then then also in like a different class, I had to do like a whole whole entire proposal, thesis, neural thesis, uh, methods, and it's pretty much supposed to be like it's just a lot. Yep. <laughs> it just sounds like a lot. Pretty, pretty much to similar to similar size to doing entire to doing like an actual thesis for seniors. Yeah, that would be tough. Yep. And I feel like professors know that it's halfway through the semester, it's spring break, and they're like, "All right, time to ramp up the assignments. Get ready, strap in." <laughs> yeah, no, it's like all my assignments are due the Sunday before spring break. I'm like, this is not cool anymore. I have, like, a paper, a project, and, like, four quizzes due by Sunday. And I've only kind of started the paper, so. All right. You have three days. Your countdown begins now. <laughs> so both Jordan, Naomi, and I are very well-versed in doing a lot of stuff and trying to make it work. Um, I bet Jordan and Naomi are much better at it than I am. Jordan is an athlete. He works for the retort. And he's a full-time student, and you heard Nomi's qualifications earlier. She definitely has her ducks in a row, if you will. Um, Jordan, why don't you uh, tell us about all the stuff that you do and how you manage it? Uh, so, so basically, outside outside doing the tour, I'm part of the track and field team. Track and field team, I'm also part part of SAC, which is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and also do do some work with the Native American Achievement Center on campus as well. And one of the ways I just try to learn learn to manage manages manages basically basically figure, figuring out figuring out like what's what's more important like for like for example this year not 
I'm redshirting redshirting for for track track this year, so which basically kind of makes it much more easier mm-hmm. easier for me to manage it because since I know I'm not competing, not going to be able to compete in other meets, but or be traveling with the team. So so with that that kind of like makes it more easier easier for me to not really worry about it as much. Yeah, but you still do stuff with the team. Yeah, it's still extra. Yeah, yeah, I just pretty much just go practice. Would weight. you say practice is more of a stressor or a stress relief? I can be both. Yeah, depends on the practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the same thing about going to the gym. Nomi actually also very much commits herself to going to the gym every single day. So that's just another thing on your plate. <laughs> um, I actually got a personal trainer June of 2020, I think it was. Yeah, so almost two years ago. And that really changed the way I think about going to the gym. I'm able to go in and get a quick workout in one hour, which saves a lot of time. And actually scheduling a person who's going to meet you at the gym makes you more um, likely to actually go too. So where, what gym do you go to? Anytime fitness in the Heights. Right on. And that is pretty expensive. Am I right? Uh, yeah, it's $60 a month for the membership itself, plus an additional 200 for my personal training. Ouch. Ooh. But it's worth it? Um. <laughs> no. No comment. No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, would you, th- like, hold yourself accountable if you didn't have a personal trainer? Personal training is good to keep yourself accountable. I've also met a lot of good friends through my personal trainer, and we have group workouts every night, and we're doing, like, a potluck together this weekend. So it also has turned into a social aspect. However, I am sure you can get just as good of a personal trainer. Well, I have the best one, sorry. If you want her referral, let me know. But <laughs> I'm sure you can get one for that will do about the same thing at, like, Planet for cheaper. You know what I'm – you know what I mean? So – if it's going to break your bank, don't do it. Just make sure you get to the gym. But if you're like me and need someone to tell you exactly what to work out and what to eat, then it's worth it. Yeah, no, I actually go to Planet Fitness, and they include free personal training with your membership if you get the black card, I think. But, yeah, I, I've been to some of Nomi's workouts with her, and they're pretty awesome. Um, they have someone, like, yelling at you the whole time, like, <laughs> your squats aren't low enough, they're gonna let you know, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, uh, skimp out and do a little bit less weight, they're gonna know, um, so that's nice about it. I've never actually gotten a personal trainer at Planet, I usually just do my own thing, and I think something that really helps, because, uh, working out is a great stress relief, we're all on the same page there, right? Yep. Yep. So, if you're feeling extra stressed, just going for a walk or just being active at all, it really helps release endorphins in your brain. At least I think that's how science works. I'm a communications major. (laughs) And if you are listening to this and thinking, I've heard this a thousand times, exercise to relieve stress, but you haven't tried it yet, get up and go on a walk right now. I don't care if it's blizzarding (laughs) because I bet you'll feel so much better after, especially like as a study break. If you get some movement in, it like changes your mindset and not all that it doesn't have to be about gains it doesn't have to be about how much you lift just make it about being active you know you don't have to go out and run 10 miles just walk a mile it's better than nothing you know I always tell myself that when I have a bad day in the gym and I can't lift as heavy as I did the week before or something we've all had those days um it's better than nothing so and it does it's it does wonders for your mental health especially with the stress of school but 
it can also go both ways because sometimes I get stressed out about not having enough time to work out. So it's like I have the stress of school and then the stress of not being able to work out and then no way to relieve that stress because how I relieve that stress is working out. Mm-hmm. And I think what helps with that especially is scheduling your workouts like Normie. Normie. <laughs> no me. <laughs> Please refer to me as Normie for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> like, like Normie says. Short for Norman. <laughs> this is why we can't be on a podcast together. Nomi is also one of my best friends, so. <laughs> I thought I probably should have prefaced it this, this episode with that. Um, we're also sharing a mic, so you can't hear her dying right now. Yeah, she's dying at the moment. <laughs> I do be dying. I do be dying, though. <laughs> okay, so Nomi, I have seen your calendar. Okay, just talk. Wh- wh- how about you walk us through one e- with like what? Goodness, how about you walk us through like a day in your life? So, first, I have my Apple iOS calendar. I also own the entire Apple ecosystem, so that will be a theme for me. I use the Apple calendar because it syncs in your computer, iPad, phone, whatever, but also like a Google calendar would work, pretty much any calendar. So I have each subject color-coded. So purple is class, blue is my junior field, which if you're not an education major, a junior field is like a mini student teaching. Do we like kind of, we know what student teaching is, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm basically in the classroom for about 20 hours a week. And then I have my academic support center job. I have my substitute job if I don't have class. So on Fridays, I will substitute. I also am a nanny. So that's purple, my workouts, and then just to do has its own color. So this is a Tuesday in my life. So I go to my nanny kid's house. I don't know a better way to phrase that. I go there at 7 a.m. I hang out with them for an hour and then I drop them off at school at 8.15. I head back to campus to go to class at 8.40 till 10. Then I have another class from 10.30 to noon. Then I head over to City College to sit in the ASC and help students. Um, For my peer navigator job, I'll help them with organization, time management. I'm not a tutor, but I'm more of a life skills tutor. I'll be there until 3 or 4, and then I will head back to campus for another class from 4 to 6. And then race, and when I mean race, I mean 25 over the speed limit to get to my workout at 6 p.m. And then after my workouts, I work out Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m., and that is... When I'm done, I do not do homework. I come home and I relax and I take that time because I don't want to do homework past 7 p.m., honestly. You can see why I wanted Nomi to come and talk about this subject. (laughs) But it's also important, you know, working out is important. Staying on top of your homework is important. But taking time for yourself, like you set those limits with yourself. Like I'm not going to do homework after 7 because you deserve a break. And I think that alone will take a lot of stress off of you, just cutting yourself some slack, you know, unless your idea of cutting yourself some slack is missing assignments, then that would stress me out pretty bad. But, (laughs) you know, it's really just getting to know yourself and getting to know what you're capable of and respecting your limits. That's a big thing. I said that my first year of my sophomore year was the hardest. And that's because I was working 30 hours. I was working two jobs. Um, I was a barista at Starbucks. I also coached basketball for kids ages like third grade to eighth grade and that took up like three hours of my night and anything to do with kids is just so much 
energy <laughs> and Nomi knows this because she literally deals with children all the time so I was my grades started struggling my mental health was struggling finally I just quit both those jobs and got two different jobs <laughs> but I with my two new jobs like they're the retort and then I also work at the police station and they definitely allow me to respect my own limits better and my grades are a lot better last semester and this semester than they were the year before and also you know that COVID was really bad that year too so that was a big stressor as well. Nomi what's your zodiac sign? Uh, Virgo baby. Could you guess that? <laughs> Jordan what's yours again? Leo. Oh yeah that's right. Little Leo. A oh, nice. little lion. Yeah. It's nice to have a Leo. Yeah everybody needs a Leo I think. Abria, what's your sign? Cancer. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tear falls. <laughs> Don't make fun of me for it, okay? I can't help it, okay? I'm a July baby. I'm a July cancer, too. How toxic of me. Um, we apologize if talking about zodiac signs made you cringe. <laughs> if it triggered you at all, I don't care. Get all, Go away. Go away. Just kidding. Please don't go away. Listen to my podcast. Get out me, swamp! Pretty much. Guys, what do you think Shrek's zodiac sign was? Gemini. No, he was a sweetheart underneath. He's probably a Pisces. He's probably an Aries. Yeah, maybe like Pis or Aries, Pisces, Gemini, Sun, Moon, and Rising. Maybe you think? Not Shrek. Yeah. Maybe okay. Donkey was probably a Sag. Donkey. Donkey. Donkey might be a Leo. I, it's possible. It's possible. Okay. Why are we? Off subject. <laughs> well, according to Google, Shrek's zodiac sign is an Aries. <gasps> no sh. No way. Nomi totally guessed that. I guess that Shrek was an Aries because our friend and my roommate, Brooklyn, is an Aries. So, Brooklyn, if you're listening to this, what did I say? You have more in common with Shrek than just looks. Love you. Oh, man. Jordan is so over us right now. Can you guess the gingerbread man zodiac? Guess who's? The gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. Hmm. He, he likes to cry, him. but he likes to cry too. Is Remember? A muffin man? Yeah. Oh, that's really late. That's the one. According to Tumblr, he is a cancer. Nice! Why? Am I so good at this? You really are. Uh, like if we should do a segment, <laughs> I'm, I'm just including myself in the retort now. Like if we should do a segment on Zodiac signs. <laughs> yeah, no, you should be in the retort, honestly. <laughs> We're going to do a whole episode on astrology. So um, if you don't like astrology, sorry. <laughs> Jordan, do you know anything about astrology? Not really. Do you believe in it? Not really. Okay. I See, I see that as a personal challenge. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> So another way to effectively manage time, besides having a detailed calendar like Nomi does, I used to have a planner, like a hard planner that you actually write on, like a paper one. And that worked for me for a while throughout high school, but I kind of grew out of it. And um, I don't, I go on, okay, so if you didn't know this, D2L has an app. It's called The Pulse, and you could sign into it, and it shows you all of your classes. It gives you reminders on when stuff is due, so that's kind of like my planner now. Um, it's really helpful and if you think you don't have if you're like 
sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I have an assignment due. So I'll go look at Pulse and it'll tell me if there's an assignment due tonight or not. So it's very helpful. So that's kind of become my planner. And sometimes if like you have things that don't show up on uh, Pulse, like a discussion post that says it's due on Sunday, but you need to post initially by Friday or something like that, you can uh, put it in there. So that's kind of what I do. Um, when it comes to managing time during homework, and <laughs> this is kind of a life hack, honestly, I will set a timer for 20 minutes and I'll do homework for 20 minutes and then I'll set a 10 minute timer and I'll do whatever I want for 10 minutes. And usually that's either playing Minecraft or going on TikTok. And then after that, I will do another 20 minutes of studying. And that way you're giving yourself a break when you need it and you're devoting that 20 minutes of time. Like 20 minutes of time you spend devoted to doing an assignment is better than an hour of you like not actually be like it being up you know but you're not really committed to it you know like when you do it like that you've actually committed to the assignment for 20 minutes and whenever I feel myself starting to stray I'm always like okay just 20 minutes you can do this for 20 minutes just sit here for 20 minutes and do your homework so that's what works for me when it comes to managing time and doing homework on my apple calendar I do put the things that I need to physically go to like class and work and things like that and then I use the calendar that you mentioned from Pulse to write them into my planner just because I like to cross them out when I'm done. Um, so, But it all, it is coming straight from the Pulse app pretty much, and I just write it on the day that it's due in my planner. Um, but in addition to writing them in my planner, I have a purple sticky note where I use a purple pen, and I write my to-do list for the day. <laughs> And that's my favorite part of the day because I can see the assignments I need to get done and then I can use my to-do portion of my Apple calendar and schedule in the times that I'm going to do that homework. So if I have an hour between classes and I'm on campus, I'm going to schedule an assignment that I can do in that time. Um, that makes me more accountable throughout the day and it makes me more efficient because if my class gets done and I don't know exactly the assignment I have to do and the amount of time I have to do it, I probably will just sit on my phone and go on TikTok between classes. In like an hour, you can get a lot of homework done in an hour, but it's just a short enough amount of time for my brain to be like, it's okay to go on TikTok for this long. Like you don't need to actually do work. You don't have time, you know, like it's just the perfect amount of time for me to not hold myself accountable. So if you have a lot of awkward breaks throughout the day in this is for me personally, if I didn't use those breaks to be productive at the end of the day, I notice and I don't feel as proud of myself and or proud of my day. And so when you do take the opportunity to use those small times to be productive, it overall gives you a better vibe throughout the day. For sure. And like the instant, like what's the dopamine? when you, it's a, the accomplishment chemical, you know, when you turn something in, even if it's just a little thing, that's why some people stop there. They turn in like a one page essay and they're like, hey, I'm done for the day. I did everything I need to do. Like that uh, feeling is so much better than dreading your assignment. So once you just realize that and you just start showing up for yourself and showing up for your mental health and start like, you know, you start doing your homework in advance, you start getting ahead. Like I've been like two weeks ahead before, Nomi has too. It's the best feeling in the world. If you want to get ahead, I recommend having your 21st birthday on a Sunday because when that happened to me, I got all my homework done before and then I was like a week ahead for the rest of the semester. So, yeah. <laughs> Plan something really fun that you have to do all your homework about because Nomi's 21st birthday was crazy, <laughs> among other oh. things. Uh, for, ma for managing time, I guess it kind of depends on the day. 
day, like some, like usually on Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays we have morning practice, which is usually at six forty-five and doesn't end until like eight-ish. And then usually, usually after that, usually after practice, I kind of depends on how I feel. Sometimes I take a nap before before getting ready for the day. Mm-hmm. Since I since on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays I have class from ten thirty. Tuesdays from from ten thirty to like one forty, and that's just like two classes combined. That's they're both back to back. And usually with that, usually with that time, usually with that time, time as soon as I get done with class, I just head to the academic support center, and stay there until it basically closes. Just you simply just knock out all my homework at once. Right on. So what do you do in your free time usually? Uh, so what do you do to relax? Uh, you, I usually just go go over to the game room and play some pool. Yeah, I was. I knew you were gonna say that because I always see you there. <laughs> yep. Are you good at pool? I'm getting there. Yeah. You're improving. Someone come play pool with Jordan and challenge him. <laughs> Somebody needs to humble him right now. He's a Leo. He's out of control. <laughs> Don't worry. There's already a guy for that. <laughs> you already get your butt kicked at pool? Oh, several times. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, another really fun thing to do if you have a lot of homework. You, okay, you need two things to, in order to do this. You need homework and friends. <laughs> if you have. Dang it. <laughs> and coffee. And call. I, I'm signing off. I don't have any friends. <laughs> so getting together with your friends, even if it's just like I'll go to Nomi's house and we'll sit and we'll put on um, some music and we'll all all sit together and just grind homework. Or we'll go to like a coffee shop and just all together. We're all all in this together. But just the fact that you're all there and you're all working like helps and the individual gets stuff done, you know, because yeah. you're not, I'm not going to talk to you because you're doing your homework. You're going to talk to me because I'm doing my homework, even though we talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, don't be like me and be the friend who won't stop talking because you don't want to do your homework. And so your friends give you dirty looks every 30 seconds because you simply will not be quiet. <laughs> so if you are going to get a group of your friends and study, the main vibe is coffee ambiance on youtube if you get some faint jazz music going you get a little mumbling in the background amazing you'll get so much work done another hack that nomi and i have utilized over the years is um <coughs> mario kart <laughs> so this is this is this is reserved for when you are like late you have stuff you need to do it's due that night look up mario kart on on your phone blast it in your ears and i swear to god it's like crack like your your fingers automatically type faster it's crazy coconut mall soundtrack i wrote a whole essay to that song jordan do you have any like favorite songs do you listen to music while you study some people can't um usually kind of depends like i are you do your usually put on like a podcast podcast if not then i just put like usually listen to hip-hop lo-fi beats Oh, right on. I love listening to lo-fi study beats on Apple Music because I cannot have words in what I'm listening to while I study. So lo-fi is so chill, and it just provides kind of like a white noise that you can just focus with on your work. Did you say that you listen to podcasts while you do homework? Yep. You're psycho. <laughs> I could never. I'm so... Oh my gosh, I'm the worst with my attention span. Like, if I'm sitting here having a conversation with Jordan and Nomi's, or, okay, so this is a real life example. One time I was watching a basketball game, and I was very into this basketball game, and a friend of mine 
from high school was sitting next to me and she's telling me this entire story like it probably was like a 10 minute conversation i did not hear a word she said i didn't hear her i didn't respond to her finally i look at her and i was just like what (laughs) she was like are you kidding me and i was like i'm so sorry like it's not like i'm trying to ignore you my brain just tunes it out so i could not if i listened to a podcast i would most likely only pay attention to the podcast and not anything i was trying to do but that's just me but the fact that you could do that says a lot about your brain being way more developed than mine is <laughs> yeah sometimes it gets hard and certain podcasts yeah, it gets hard like uh-huh. i i usually listen to it this year like first two minutes then they put like some kind of quote be like oh crap i gotta pull my pull out my phone type just scroll it out onto my notes so basically, so basically on my phone, I, I basically have like a nose full of memorable, memorable quotes that I just found, like just basically listening to podcasts. Right on. Can you share one? Uh, give me one minute. <laughs> Stand by. Elevator music. Do, do, do. <laughs> Top three quotes just from, from my repertoire. First quote, I see is are not in any particular order. The first quote is, be careful who you call role models as a lot of them are playing roles by Deion Sanders. Second quote, when you get mad, don't raise your voice, raise the level of your intellect by Emmanuel Acho. And third is, in order to be elite, you have to have elite habits by Jordan Clark. I thought you were going to say Jordan Leahy. I was like, did you really just quote yourself? No. (laughs) That would be something a Leo would do, honestly, so... Um, Jordan is a big fan of his quotes. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he's, he, he likes to in, inter- integrate them into each episode and they actually, they go really good and they kind of get me inspired. I don't know. I'm just sitting in my chair. I'm like, yeah, fight the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I very much enjoy Jordan's quotes. So in order to fit everything into your schedule, you're going to have to learn how to have boundaries and to say no, even if you are the type of person like me and Abria maybe Jordan, (laughs) where if someone asks you to help out or do something, you're eager to say yes because you like helping out. Um, But the reality is it's not a bad thing to say no, especially if someone is maybe in an emergency situation and you have some time off and they ask you to help. Like that is a situation where you need to say no. And one quote that I had learned from one of my mentors here at MSUB is someone else's lack of effort is not my emergency so just because another co-worker might have put something off to the last minute and now needs my help that's not my emergency and helps me place a boundary and say no so I do have time for other things like my homework or even spending time with family and friends yeah I know and I think the main or just in our friendship we've really had to learn the importance of boundaries when it's going to bed (laughs) because like I used to work at Starbucks. I used to be a morning shift, so I'd have to get up at 4.30. And it sucks leaving your friends at, like, 7 and being like, I got to go to bed. I got to get, you know, my 10 hours. I'm, I was going to say 8, but I need 10 hours to function. Oh. <laughs> so just, yeah, you really got to show up for yourself and keep showing up for yourself and put yourself first. You know, I can go over to your house tomorrow. Like, we, this will not be the last time we hang out. And same for you when you were working at the daycare and you had to open up and we wanted to watch more Game of Thrones. Like, I remember that very vividly. I was... I was like, no, come on. And you were like, I got to go to bed. And I respect that. I respect that. Wow, I've been waiting for the moment where this has <laughs> literally come full circle and I don't have to uh, convince you. <laughs> Not even just you, though, like in the whole friend group. And sometimes I do stay up late every once in a while. But 
I'll tell you, I'm not feeling it the next, I'm not feeling great the next morning when I'm tired. And by late, we mean like 1030. If I'm still awake when, like, the time switches to a.m., I'm done. Like, I will have a mental breakdown. If I'm not sleeping by 10 p.m. on a school night, bury me. <laughs> bury me. Or or Thank bury yourself because you don't want to have to deal with me. <laughs> but I'm the same way, too. And, yeah, it's very important that you get your sleep. And I can definitely tell when I have not had enough sleep. I am cranky. I am unmotivated. So, really – a lot of stress management and time management starts with taking care of yourself and making sure you're nourished, making sure you have what you need, drinking enough water. Um, especially times like this, I find taking a vitamin D supplement, like when I'm not outside all the time, like in the summer, I'm outside all the time, you know, we sit and we tan and, you know, we do stuff like that. But now we're rarely outside because it's freezing out there. So taking a vitamin D supplement really helps with my energy levels and my overall happiness because that's the, if you don't know, that's the vitamin we get from the sun. So that's why we like the sun so much. We're a bunch of little lizards out here sunbathing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's very important. Jordan, have you ever had to like set some hard boundaries with your friends about putting yourself first? Yeah, usually it's just really kind of simple. It's just basically hanging out. Hanging out, and usually, usually for me, I don't really. I learned that I don't really have to sleep as much hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Must be nice. Like as long as, as long as I have like usually minimum between two, two, three to six hours, then I'm I'm usually good. Three to six. At least three in the minimum, and it's six, six hours most. Cause, cause lately, lately for me, I, I usually have like a hard time going to sleep sleep early, so my sleep schedule is pretty much whack. And usually, usually when I learned that if I if I sleep in, then I then I feel very tired, but. Mm-hmm. If I sleep, maybe. I have heard people feel like that before, where yeah. they the less they sleep, the more energized they feel. Yeah. I have that's not a new concept to me, but it's still very strange. I don't understand it. There's two types of people, and I'm the one that needs 18 hours of sleep. <laughs> Freaking tortoise. <laughs> but and then I need a nap on top of it, so that's just me. Oh yeah, sometimes I nap too, so okay, so good. to kind of like balance it out even more. But good, good. I will literally schedule a nap in, like, using the to-do portion of my calendar if I need one that bad. (laughs) Okay, guys, I think that is all we have for you this week. Please enjoy your spring break. Um, Take this time for yourself. We all deserve it. It's been a heck of a year, as it always is. I had such a fun time sharing with you guys and recording with Jordan and Abria. If you want more podcast episodes with me in them, like, subscribe, retweet, and comment. (laughs) Peace. I told you you'd have fun. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, what she said, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Facebook. Uh, Those are the three that we are on the most. Never neglect the little things. Never skimp on the the extra effort, the additional few minutes, that, that software or of praise or things that deliver the very best that you can do. It does not matter what others think. It is prime importance, however, that you think about about you can never do, never do your best, which, which should be your trademark. If you are cutting corners, drinking responsibilities, you're special. Stop doing it and act like it. Never neglect the little things. Appreciate the opportunity every single day to be great. By Inky Johnson.
Can you make this intro?